Yes, hello everybody and welcome back again to the Dynasty Hot Seat. It's the only Dynasty show out there that is a certified inferno. And today, I mean, look, look, look who we have, right? It's number one on the Hall of Flame. It's Dynasty Hot Seat Royalty, King Murph himself, top of the charts. He's back on the show. He's going to talk us through some hints and tips. He's going to talk us through a few lineups and we're going to have an absolutely great time as always. So, here we go. Let's hit that intro music and let's get started on the show. I've been looking forward to this one for a while, Murph, I have to say. You are back on the show. Obviously, you've been on the show almost every week for the last couple of months because you've been sitting right there up at the very, very top of the Hall of Fame. Never thrown. I mean, just, yeah, it is fantastic to have you back on the show. How, how are you doing, mate? Thanks, man. Yeah, it's great to be back, and I appreciate the free advertising. It's yeah. it's, it's definitely the best. It's definitely the best social media advertising I've ever invested in. <laughs> yeah well and no one's no one's coming for that for that crown so you know it's going to stay there for for a while yet i think you know you could even extend your lead who knows with this video so you know you know this is going to be a great show guys most of the shows you can go ahead and like this video already because it's not going to disappoint I'm, I'm that sure of it so let's see if you can even extend his lead up to the top of that leaderboard and uh, Murph, for those who don't know obviously you can see your your twitter handler at murph underscore nfl do you want to tell everyone what what are you up to these days uh, where can they find you online yeah, this is a strange season for me, Mag. So this is like season six of creating fantasy content. And I actually made a decision this season to write less content than ever before. So probably the only person who's taken a step back in the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because for the last three years, I've written pretty much nonstop. I've written three books. I've written, you know, in the region of about 530 articles. Um, and I'm just like, I, I just got to the point. I was like, I... I I just need a season where I can just enjoy it a little bit and um, still put content out. We're still, I'm still doing three, four pods a week and uh, still doing guest appearances, uh, but trying to keep it more audio this season um, and uh, just get a bit refreshed because the off seasons where I do a ton of writing, um, digesting the season, you know, that really from yeah. sort of February, March time is when everything kicks into hyper gear for your planning of the season. The season itself is, at this point, you're just reactive. You can't. You can be proactive with some trades and yeah. looking ahead with with season schedules. But to be honest, if you've tanked your draft or you know the the only way you're being proactive now is if you're not making the playoffs and you're thinking next season already. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. in a redraft perspective, that's not the case. If your team's done, you're done. You just kind of switch off, and then uh, all your team's competitive. So I'm looking forward to distilling everything and and getting to work and making sure we crush because this season's been tough. Like in 22 years I've been playing fantasy football. Yeah. I've never seen a waiver wire so Bear, just right? lacking, yeah, lacking of yeah. any genuine like match winners. I mean, like Donta Foreman, you know, might be one of the only ones that we see. And there's still weeks to go, so it could change. But, you know, maybe if you picked up uh, a couple of guys early, but there hasn't yeah. been that many 
there hasn't been that many studs that have come through and and absolutely torn it up this year. We've just had so many injuries. I mean, I did my rankings this week and I've got in my top 83 wide receivers, I've got 21 that are questionable. And that's not even including Ooh. the 30, 40 guys that are already out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like we're gearing up. I joked to someone the other day. Uh, I feel like Todd Gurley's going to appear somewhere. Uh, <laughs> And just and just be a league yeah. winner, but then it looks like it might be David Johnson with his tweet the other day. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it is absolutely crazy. I know we have injuries every year, but this is the first year I've had to like start players and like I even try to convince myself that starting people like Ben Skoranek, I'm like I feel pretty good about that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the other team, I'm like oh they don't have anyone, they've got this blank or like someone who's on a bye week that has to play. It's yeah. It's crazy this year, right? I I, I played uh, Nick Westbrook Akeem in a lineup last week. No, <laughs> I had no one else. I had no one else. I looked at the waiver wire. It was Nick Westbrook Akeem, or oh god, I can't even remember. It was like literally, and an, Harrison Bryant. I think. I think that was the choice. Yeah, and I was like, well, good choice. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that one, <laughs> that one worked out. But yeah, I mean, there's so many. I mean, it's so bad when you're thinking about. Um, you're thinking about all these players that you're starting. You know, you're looking at the depth chart of the, you're looking at the third wide receiver on the Ravens, and you're thinking, ah, I mean, I don't, don't pass the ball much, but hey, he might actually be on the field. Yeah, yeah, you just you cross your fingers and hope, and yeah, we'll we'll have so a look bad. later on at at some of our lineups and see how much crossing the fingers that we we need to do. You've definitely well, spoiler, you've definitely got one position you're crossing your fingers for. We'll get to that later on. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll start off with um, just uh, some hints and tips that you got, Murph, for, you know, people playing Dynasty. You know, it doesn't matter kind of what stage of the season, if you want some overall general tips or tips for this part of the season. Uh, you got anything for our, for our listeners? Yeah, I think what you've got to do now is you've got to be brutally honest at this point of the season where you are, right? You've got to do a full assessment of your squad. You've got to look at where you are. You've got to look at every squad that you're playing. Uh, fixture-wise, from now until the end of week 14. Yes. There's four weeks. And you literally got to get a piece of pen, a pen and paper. You've just got to sit there and you've got to work out how many Ws you're going to get. Yes, there's factors. There's injuries. There's all sorts of situations that can change. Absolutely. But the bottom line is you need to work out where's your path to the playoffs. Mm. If you feel like you've got a 50% or better chance of going for the playoffs, you either need to do what you need to get in and that's making a, a big trade or making a significant trade because this is a great this period the next four weeks of the season single best time of the, the dynasty season to trade because yeah, you've yeah. got people now that are at that realization of i just need picks for next season and actually you can buy pretty cheap um yeah. i feel this is a good buy low period on certain players because teams just want to block rosters and just get picks so actually you can go and acquire players for picks and people love a third round pick more than they should. A third round pick is such a low value, yeah. but you know, you mentioned Ben Skoronek, right? Or Van Jefferson. You can probably yeah. pick them up for a late third round pick right now. I'm probably Easily. doing it just to, yeah. just to, if you, if you're in that need of, I need a flex player that's going to come in and potentially do something. I'm coughing that up because it's not going to, it's not a great loss of what you're going to get. So no. I think you, you can buy some players. I, you know, I'd be targeting maybe some of those older players that people don't really want to be handcuffed to, like the, um, like the Hopkins of the world. 
you know, he is someone that if you yeah. can go and acquire him for, if you think you're going to make the playoffs and he's the difference maker, go ahead and do that. Absolutely. The other kind of dynasty trades I really love right now is where you get bench guys off your roster that are kind of, you're not really starting them and they're off that slightly older profile and you trade with someone in a very similar position to you. So if you're six and four and you've got someone that's five and five and you're both mm. looking to get better to drive yourself up, um, you could look at a really, really good trade where you're getting a marquee piece. So mm. like a, uh, you know, like a Jalen Waddle, for example, yeah. or maybe if it's going to be someone on the older end, maybe looking at someone like um, a Devontae Adams. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and there's a bit of quarterback's fuck and there's a bit of risk there for what reason. Yeah, so yeah. You try and acquire him and you part with three players that are going to improve their, their roster. And that might be a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. Um, and you make them better, you make yourself better. And I think if you can try and get yourself, as if you're at that sort of six and four, seven and three stage, mm. I'd be looking to go and sign a big name off of a team that's that sort of five and five, six and four, yeah. that they need bodies to get in. And you need the marquee piece to take you over the top and make you competitive. And I think that's yeah. a really big, uh, a really big piece that gets overlooked. And it's a hard, it's not easy. Like I'm not sitting here saying, no. oh, well, that's a really easy thing to do because the circumstances <laughs> have to line up and it has to be right. And mm. people at five and five will still think they've got a great chance and they're better with their best player. But I yeah. would also make the argument that if you're five and five and you think about total points, if you've got Tyree Kill in your roster and you know he's going to put you up 18 points a game, right? But actually, trading him off the roster and you get three replacement starters that net you 30 points a game. Yeah. You're net 12 points a game up. That could be the difference between you getting in the playoffs or not. And I think that's the that's the way you've got to be thinking is, can I make my team better? Can I make everything about my side yeah. better? And obviously, you've got to work out the subtractions as well. So if it's, if it's one or two points per game difference, it's not worth it. But if you work out that actually Tyreek and your two sort of flex players are contributing 24 points and you're going to bring in 48 points and that 20, you know, that 24 point gap every week, that's the difference. That's going to be where you, you give yourself every chance. And yeah, also it's much more stable to rely on three solid contributors. The one star player, one star player has a blank week, gets hurt, gets injured, um, yeah. miss, you know, gets a, in the concussion protocol, you lose, you can't afford any more losses stabilize that risk by bringing in three players um, who all just are going to be solid contributors. And then even if one of those goes down, you're not replacing a marquee piece. You're replacing a replacement level player that you might get off the waiver wire, or you might be able to do another trade to get someone of a similar value. And it's much easier for sustainability and replaceability of your match here. Yeah. yeah, that is great, like, great advice. It's sometimes hard to kind of like, detach yourself like from from the player sometimes right and he kind of goes like no but i, I need to have tyreek hill because it's tyreek hill and no obviously i won't accept i mean i don't think i would accept this but like david montgomery and deandre hopkins or something like together they'll yeah. score more points than tyreek hill right but exactly. it's it just sounds awful whenever you say it out loud like you can't yeah so it's sometimes hard to detach yourself from mm. from that player because you know you watch them every week and you see how good they are but you know sometimes Good players is weird. Sometimes really good players don't actually translate into lots of points. Sometimes players can have really good weeks and actually don't score that many points, but they played really well in the game. Um, so it's a bit of a a bit of a weird one. And yeah, this game's all about all about points. And one thing I would actually add um to that as well, something I've really noticed probably from like the last year, 
if you're wanting to make those kind of trades, it's sometimes better to not to send a trade offer out, but actually to send a, like a direct message and like talk to people and kind of talk your way through it. Cause you can send that trade out and it's just declined. But if you like send the things like, Hey, I'm looking to buy this player. I find you get a lot more success that way. I don't know if you find the same 100%. thing. hundred percent. I find that in the leagues, I mean, listen, your home leagues, it's pretty easy because you, you would naturally yeah. do that. But in the dynasty yeah. leagues where you're perhaps, you know, each other and, and you're, you're on what well, I call online friends. Right. Um, yeah. And I play in a lot of these leagues. So, you know, it's pretty standard where, yeah, you you just reach out and you just say, "Hey, I'm interested in this player. This is kind of what I'm thinking at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be really keen just to see if we can work something out. And you know what? If you can't, you can't. And you know, the other thing is is player values and people's values of players could just be really squiffy, and it might be a non-starter. But at least you've had the combo. At least you're never going to sit there and think, "Hey, if I just change that trade that I sent over." it might've been a different result. You could just move yeah. on to your next target. And you know, what I like to do this point in the season, I talked about that pen and paper. I'm mm-hmm. looking at every team in the league. I'm, I'm basically scoring each section of their roster out of 10. So mm-hmm. giving a score to their QBs out of 10, their wide receivers out of 10. Now I'll be honest with you. I'm not doing this for every league. I'm doing this for the ones I really care about because yeah. I play in too many leagues. Um, but it, for the leagues I care about, or the ones I'm in real contention for in particular, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing this. I'm scoring the rest of the league, especially the ones I'm going to be playing and then the ones I'm going to be potentially up against. And I do this for two reasons. One, because I'm getting a better assessment of where I'm going to be and what I'm facing going forward and working out their buys. And can I maybe do something around the buys? Can I block them? Can I you know, try and make it more difficult for them? But the mm-hmm. second part is you identify your trade partners. If you if you're scoring nine in wide receiver and you're scoring yourself a six in running back, and you find someone that's a nine in running back and six yeah. in wide receiver, you've got a natural trade partner, and there's a great opportunity to say, look, you need a you need a decent running back. I've got Don Foreman who has one of the best playoff schedules available, mm-hmm. and he's putting up points, and I'm looking for a really stable wide receiver piece coming in. Um, what can we do? What can we do to make this work? And yeah. nine times out of 10, that's the best way to approach it because it doesn't look like you're fleecing someone. No one's sitting there getting offended of, oh, why did you want to do it? Why did you offer me Deonta Foreman for Alan Robinson? Which on paper looks ridiculous. But actually, yeah. when you think about where both rosters are, could make a lot of sense. Both of them are players that are very short-term players in Dynasty. Both of them don't have really what you could call a long-term successful Dynasty yeah. future ahead of them. Um, and Alan Robinson on paper looks the better player, but actually with that Rams offense with Cooper Cup out, is he going to get that much more volume or is it all going to go to Ben Garonic? Like Ooh, it could yes. be a case. That's what I mean. It could be, it could be that it's, he's just a very average wide receiver, yeah. which might be what you need because you're not starting Donta Foreman, but actually yeah. that team might need Donta Foreman in the flex. They might need them in their starting place. They might have got some buys to negotiate. They've still got maybe <laughs> the Green Bay running backs. I'm starting to deform it in so many leagues. I'm not oh going to lie. <laughs> well, so I, I put on Twitter, and if you ever need a reason to follow me, is on, on Sundays I put out like players to add um, yeah. before games. Um, yeah. More looking forward than anything else. And I said the week before Christian McCaffrey got traded, just add Dante Foreman. This this trade hype for CMC yeah. is everywhere. So literally yeah. that weekend, I went through every league that he was available in. Christian McCaffrey was still a pamphlet at this point. I just added him. Yeah. He just sat on my bench. And then yeah. the trade comes on, what was it, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever the trade came through. 
for Christian McCaffrey. And I was like, everyone's going to look, oh, well, where's Dante Foreman? Oh, he's already gone. Oh, great. And then it's yeah. just staying ahead. And, and, you know, it's one of those magical scenarios that, that panned out. But what's the worst case scenario? Christian McCaffrey doesn't get traded and I drop him in two weeks. Exactly. You lose nothing. And, like, that's yeah. how if you can anticipate uncomfortable situations, you can get ahead and you can do that with QBs and Superflex. Like, you should have already added Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. We knew PJ Walker wasn't going to last. Um, and if you took a hit on one of those guys, you might end up with a very low end, but potentially start a level position. And it's yeah. that's how you kind of stay ahead of the game. It's about being a little bit smart and in the know. Yeah, absolutely. So I absolutely love that as a as a big. That was kind of one big massive tip. Lots of things inside it. So I absolutely love that. So let's um let's see if we can pull up. Let's start with with one of my teams here before we let's let's pull it up onto the stream and. Let's see who we got. This is a team where I think I'm a contender in this league. Um, so let's have a little look at, at who we got in here. So we got, I mean, we talked about by well, sort of off the air, we were messaging each other and you were like, well, it can't be too difficult to settle on lineups. So we'd be like, step one, are you in a bye week? If we were doing like one of those, what they call flow diagrams? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Are you in a bye, bye week? A no. <laughs> it's like, do you have a pulse? Yes, start him. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, so... We'll see what we got. We got Tua, who's on a bye. We got Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift. They're they're not on a bye. That's nice. We got Jerry Judy, who's you know maybe injured. Jalen Waddle's on a bye, and Curtis Samuel, who's maybe injured. So okay, Will Disley's on a bye. Um, we got Brandon Ayuk in there. DeAndre Carter's maybe he's questionable as well. Christian McCaffrey's there, and and Russell Wilson is there. And and on our bench, we've got Matthew Stafford. We got Rick. I mean, Rex Burkhead is there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got Alexander Madison, Dearness Johnson, Mark Ingram, Khalif Raymond, Zay Jones, T. Higgins, Donovan Peoples Jones, and Elijah Moore. And then, yeah, the injured reserve. Look at that. Penny and Smith oh. and Yeah, that's a sore one. And then, oh, we got Daniel Bellinger in the taxi squad. He might he might be ready to be to be pulled out of, yeah. of there. So so this is not going to be pretty, I don't think. Um, but let's no. let's see what what we can do here. I think this is one of the leagues where I can afford to eat a loss, uh, hopefully. Um, so I might not be too upset. But let's let's see if we can address quarterback first. So, I mean, I think we just have to hope that Matthew Stafford is healthy. Have you heard any news about Stafford? Well, he was in the concussion protocol, which is why he didn't start. So I always feel yeah. that if a player's missed a game in the concussion protocol. Uh, it's very likely that he'll come back for the next game. It's very unusual. You'll see a player miss yeah. multiple games in the concussion protocol. So I haven't seen anything definitive, but at the same token, I think the fact that he was doing, he was working his way through the protocol towards the end of last week anyway. Yeah. And it was almost, it wasn't quite a game time decision, but it went all the way to Sunday. It says he's yeah. got to be pretty close. So I feel pretty confident that Matt Stafford starts this week. Um, yeah. so I think, I think you're fine. I mean, it's obviously a massive downgrade, but, um, it's better than having nobody. So I think, I think, yeah, you, you definitely start Matthew Stafford. I think you'd be fine. Yeah. Who thought we'd be saying that this time last year, right? <laughs> Matthew Stafford's a massive downgrade on tour, right? That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no. we'll, we'll, we'll put him in. Um, at our running backs, we got, you know, Aaron Jones and, and DeAndre Swift. Um, I'm not sure. We, we got Christian McCaffrey in, in the flex at the moment there, but, I mean, these guys here, Burkhead and Madison and Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram, we're not, I don't think we really need to talk about them, do we? No, I think I think you're set of running back. I think you're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is where I'm a bit worried. So, wide receiver, Jerry Judy, 
I'm surprised he's just listed as questionable because that looked pretty nasty last week. I don't think I, he's going to play. No, I mean, look, I, I put players like this in my rankings just to mm-hmm. as a placeholder to action. But he's down at like wide receiver uh, 90 on the week for me because I just don't believe he's actually going to play. Um, so I put him in there to make sure that if something miraculous happens. So I don't think he plays uh, at all. So I think you're going to need to make a, make a change. Yeah, what you've got a couple of guys on your bench, so I think you've, yeah. you've got some options. Let's, let's flick Brandon Ayuk up there, and and let's flick DeAndre Carter up here into the wide receivers for now, will we? And then yeah. we'll we'll have a look and see if we can if we can replace you know some of these guys who are in the flex. So that might be a bit easier for us because we can. I mean, yeah. we can use between my huge running back pool as well, right? With with all those great talents. So let's um let's do that, and we'll, we'll have a look at the tight end and. So this is something I don't like to do, but I think I'm going to maybe have to pull someone off my taxi squad here with Daniel Bellinger because I don't have any other any other tight ends to play, Murph. What do, what do you think I should do? Well, I think I'd have a look at your waivers and just see if there's anyone else. I think Bellinger's a 50-50. Um, yeah. I, and I love Bellinger, by the way. I think he's a, a top-class talent. I think the fact you've got him in a draft, I think... Uh, it's a great place to be. And, and listen, at the end of the day, you've been playing Will Disley. So it's, it's, it, I imagine yeah. you probably don't have much out there that you can, uh, that you no. can play. And because, you know, people like McBride will already be owned. Yeah, I'm looking at who's there. Yeah. A shot's not, not going to get anything. Bates isn't going to get anything. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I, wonder, I'd, al- I'd almost be... T- this guy? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you add him if you can. Yeah. Um, because we know that Philly likes to target the tight ends. We have yeah. absolutely no frame of reference on what this guy's going to do. Um, we we have very little to go on. You're looking at the snaps here. Um, <laughs> what, one reception this year, I think. And he's got oh, two. Oh, there you go. Oh. He's got two, reception, <laughs> two receptions this season. Oh, he might have a bit more towards the end. Of, maybe he's up to like five or ten. Ooh, let's see, three okay. or four. He's got four receptions on the year. Um, yeah. I would add him. Yeah, I, I think wouldn't so. spend any fab on him, but I would. No. I would add him um, as a free fab. Now we got to drop. Yeah, see, I, th- I think because you've old Rex. I do you know what I think because of the fact you've got um, you've got Bellinger coming back, and even if he doesn't play this week, he's likely to play next week. I'd probably drop Disley. Okay. When Bellinger's yeah. back, are you going to play Disley? Probably not, right? He's behind Noah Fant. He's, you know, yeah. he might get the odd target, but he's, he's not, he's not. I can't imagine him doing a lot more than what <laughs> Stroll's going to do. So no, I would, right. yeah, I'd be, I'd be quite tempted just to drop Will Disley, um, because you've also got, Kate, you've also got Kate Otten as well on your taxi squad. Who's sadly on a bye this week, yeah. So I yeah. Can't, can't pull him in, but yeah, for for the future, definitely Ked Dalton will be will be a good in there, a good person to put in there. So let's yeah, let's 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 put in the waiver bid. Let's drop down Disley out of there, and let's get hopefully Jack Stall in there. Hopefully, no one's realised that he's still on the waiver wire there because I, I didn't see I didn't see too much else there worth. No, you know. the only the only one potentially Brock Wright for mm-hmm. uh, for Detroit. Could make yeah. the same move as a backup uh, move, but again, I, you know, the you know you you play very similar to me. The tight end position is just something that you have to just sort of put somebody in and and yeah, unless the consequences yeah. later, 
unless I'm getting one of those top, like unless I'm getting Kelsey or Andrews, um, I'm happy just to leave it for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just looking at okay, where so... I put Jack Stroll in my in my rankings this week. I don't even hmm. know. So I put Jack Stroll at. So it's funny. I've got him and I've got him and Jack and Brock right next to each other this week. Okay. So I've got Jack Stroll at 24, and I've got Brock Smith at 25. Okay. Okay. That's so, not too bad. I can I, I can deal know. with that. They got a couple of catches. I'm I'm happy there. I think. Yeah, I think that's it. If you can get, you know, even like a three for thirty-six stat line, and you get your six point six points, that that'll that's bought. That's about what Disley would get. So absolutely, yeah, perfect. Right. So let's hope he he comes through for us, so we can start him. And now let's have, yeah, let's have a look at some of these troublesome positions here. It's really these these two here with Jerry Judy, who's probably going to miss time, and Jalen Waddle, unless. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure on the health status of Curtis Samuel or DeAndre Carter. Uh, I have not heard anything too serious about them. No, I, that, that question. Okay. I think they're both going to be okay. We monitor the yeah. um, monitor the practices today and tomorrow, but I do. I feel pretty confident. Um, so Carter, I have at wide receiver 45 on the week. Curtis Samuel, I have at wide receiver 24 on the week. So, you know, I feel pretty confident that both those guys are, well, I mean, Samuel's in the must-start conversation, Carter in the flex yeah. conversation, but given all the buys, it's almost effectively a must-start. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel pretty good that both of those guys would go. Judy, on the other hand, I don't. I think Judy needs no. to come out of the lineup, and obviously, Waddle, you can't play. So, yeah, absolutely. So, so let's, um, let's see who we, can, who we can put in then. So, uh, People stand tonight. I mean, Kelly, Khalif Raymond there has done, you know, okay at the at the Lions. But now, of course, Amon Ross and Brown's kind of back and, and healthy, which which won't really help him. Madison is okay, but I mean, obviously, one guy standing out there more than the others is, is T. Yeah. Higgins. We've got to play T. Higgins, right? Yeah, absolutely. T. Higgins has to go in. So I've got T. Higgins uh, all the way up at wide receiver eight this week. So nice. he's an absolute smash. He's sandwiched between Amot Ralph St. Brown and Chris Olave. So uh, mm. an absolute smash start this week. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully he can like step up now that Chase has been gone. Hopefully he can step up into that number one receiver. And, and Waddle obviously can't play. So for for me, you you might have seen some some others, Murph, but for me, I'm I'm kind of stuck between I mean two people here, I suppose. Okay. Um Callie Freeman. One of them. The other would actually be someone who's been impressing me lately. It's Donovan's people, Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, right. He's been looking pretty good, right? Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, I think he's got a lot of talent. He's been playing really well the last few weeks. Um, I actually have him this week all the way up at wide receiver 32. Okay. So I, I'm, I think it's a great matchup against Buffalo. They're going to be chasing points. They can't afford to just continue yeah. to run the ball. Um, yeah. The one thing that concerns me, and it's I saw it today, is there's potential for that game to have six feet yeah. of snow. Um, yeah. Which, if that happens, that would cause me to pivot. But it is Thursday. Weather systems change. Yeah. Um, and we need to see uh, Matt Thornton's weather report to really be true. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Before we before we make any determinations, but yes, I don't I right don't believe now. anything I see in the Met office. I only check, you know, Matt's Matt's Twitter page. Yeah, that that's the mean weather I get. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I would I I would be really inclined. So Khalif Raymond, I have all the way down at fifty six. 
okay. as you say, you've got Amaral St. Brown, you've got other targets, you've got the targets in the running game. I, mm. I, I just don't see uh, Khalif Raymond putting up that potential high ceiling. What I would say is if it is six feet of snow, we know that both teams are going to run the ball. It's going to be very low scoring. I would then pivot that. So then I would yeah. move Donovan Peoples-Jones right down because if he's getting receptions, it's going to be those small screen passes. It's going to be yeah. very low yardage, but they might not even throw the ball um, yeah. more than 20 times. And if that happens, then it's going to be difficult. So right now if, on Thursday, it's Donovan yeah. Peoples-Jones, but I'd be keeping an eye on the weather. Yeah, absolutely. And I think pretty much, right, that, that brings us to the end of our team here. Later on, I'll, I'll pull Daniel Bellinger off the off the taxi squad if I see that he's you know definitely cleared for, for action. We'll pull him off here. So, I mean, let's have a little look. And actually, you know what? It's not ended up as bad as I thought it was going to, Murph. i got to be honest. Let's have a little look. We've got Matthew Stafford in a quarterback. We've got Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift feeling pretty good about that at running back. Brandon Ayuk, DeAndre Carter, and Curtis Samuel hopefully all be fit to play at wide receiver. Uh, Will Disley's there for now, but we're gonna we're gonna take him out and put in either you know our our guy from the Eagles or you know Daniel Ballinger if he's playing. Then we got T Higgins, Donovan Peoples Jones, Christian McCaffrey, and then Russell Wilson. That's not too bad actually, right? No, it's not too bad. I think you've got guys out there that will put up. What what you've got there is is a lot of solid contributors. You yeah. don't have that many high ceiling players. I mean McCaffrey. Higgins uh, would be the exception. But you've got a lot of solid guys. You know what they're going to put up. You can put a, you know, your projection isn't probably going to be a million miles away from what you actually score. Yeah. Um, and I think at this point of the season, that's not a bad place to be. Um, so mm-hmm. many people will shoot for the moon, and I'm all for shooting for the moon. But actually, sometimes just that bit of stability of, of, of where you were at and knowing what you're going to mm-hmm. get, it just makes it a little bit easier to manage and, you know, you could be playing a team that has a high variance team, guys who could absolutely take off, um, but guys who could absolutely get zeros. I, there's not many yeah. guys on your team, other than Donovan Peoples Jones in the in in the, yeah. in the snow right now, where I'd look at yeah. them and go, they're going to put up a three point, four point or less game for you. So I, think, <laughs> I mean, maybe I think, maybe maybe my quarterbacks, but from that, yeah. Well, if if Russell Wilson can't do it against um, against Las uh-huh. Vegas. Then, you know, they should they should probably phone it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. So yeah, I'm hoping hoping to continue a a good streak. And I think I'm doing okay in that league. So hopefully that'll that'll continue and and maybe only a one or two away from locking myself guaranteed in the playoffs. There. So that'll be great. So thanks for your help on that one, mate. Hopefully I'll I'll let you know if I get um Jack get a tie end that'll start yeah. a Jackstroll. That's his name. Yeah. So I'll I'll pull that away there. And and Murph, you've got you've got a team for us to have a little look at as well. Yeah. I do. So this team is surprisingly doing a lot better than it should because it's a team that um, so it's a five-yard dynasty league. Um, yeah. I finished not brilliantly in this league last year. I started the season with only um, Jacoby Brissett as my QB. I'm not I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson as my QB. Um, oh, yeah. So obviously I have, I've had him on my roster from the beginning. So I've endured the ban and I've endured everything else. So now yeah. I've got to endure. Um, I've got to endure this. Now this is one of those leagues I did pick up Donta Foreman, so that's yes. part of the reason. So this is a close matchup against the guys at the franchise tag pod. Um, oh yeah. So I'm seven and three. 
um, which is well above expectation. Because if I show you the actual league itself and I look at points, I'm absolutely nowhere near it in points. Like, huh. uh, yeah, 1286. Actually, I'm, wow, I might be actually top. No, look, there we go. I'm actually not doing as badly. I looked at this earlier okay. and thought I was doing a lot better. All right, so I'm second in points. That's also bizarre. Oh. This is this is a classic <laughs> example of a team that doesn't have any real dudes and just has mm-hmm. a load of just solid guys. So okay, um, QB is, is Marcus Mariota. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that is like point one of like what you said. It's like here's Exhibit A of what like, but yeah, Mariota's been getting points this year, right? He's he's been he's been desirably average, which is yeah. fine. Um, yeah. My stud running back, Austin Eckley, you know, continues to just yeah. chuck on and, and carry me through. Yeah. Don to Foreman, who's just been piling on wins for me. Um, yeah. And obviously, I've got JJ. So, JJ yeah. helps massively. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gabe Davis, who's been a bit up and down, more down than up. Mm-hmm. But, hey, sometimes yeah. it does turn up. And then we've got Mike Gizicki on a bye. I mean, again, I'm like, you with a tight end position. Mm-hmm. Um, i got CD. So, you know, again, uh, yeah. Another stud wide receiver. He's starting to up. build up as well, CD Lamb, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I've got these sort of scat backs who are getting more work than they should in Jamal Williams mm. and, and Gus Edwards. Uh, kicker yeah. one, Nick Falk, uh, and the Dallas uh, DST. So, nice. but I do have some options here. So there is some, obviously, we've got some question marks here with Williams and, and Edwards. Um, JJ, but I think he's fine. Um, and then we've got, Dante Foreman's got a bad matchup against the Ravens. You know, what do we do? Yeah. Um, so I do have some guys on my bench and I've got, and you've you got know, like, Davis, Davis in the snow potentially as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's some conversations to have. So uh, the first one at QB, which I have every week is it, do I take Brissett <laughs> or do I take uh, Mariota? I take Mariota for the rushing, but I still have to have that conversation depending on matchup, but I do have Deshaun coming back, waiting in the wings. Nice. Um, Obviously, CEH has dropped off a cliff. But that, was, like, right, that was absolutely bizarre last week. So, obviously, I'm a I'm a Chiefs fan. And about got into, like, the third quarter. And I was just like, hold on. Like, where's Clyde Edwards alert? Like, I haven't seen him at all. He just went, oh, gone. Yeah. I don't know if he was injured and not on a report or something. But that was very strange just to see him disappear. Yeah, it was really strange to see him disappear. And... We know that they've been trending him out um, and working on Pacheco, but for him to just drop off like that was bizarre. Yeah. I wonder, and then also to not have a tag this week. So if there was like a yeah. questionable tag, I'd sit there and go, okay, he took some form of bang. So it could be that it was as simple as he he didn't do what a coach asked him to do. He he didn't block where he should have done, or yeah. you know, we don't we don't actually know. But there's obviously something around CEH this season. You know, mm. and he talked a big game at the start of the season. You know, this is the first off-season I've been healthy. This is the yeah. first time coming into a season I'm truly healthy. I'm going to show everyone why I'm a first-round draft pick. You know, he made yeah. really a lot of big statements on that Yahoo podcast. Yeah. And he, you know, he started well. Those first three, four weeks went well. But actually, you know, he's getting beaten out by a seventh-round draft pick in Pacheco. You've got... McKinnon, yeah. who's had two career injuring, uh, career threatening injuries, who is getting work over him now, and it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm thinking this is the beginning of the end of the, the CEH showing in Kansas City, and 
you know, maybe he goes somewhere else and maybe he can resurrect. We don't, we don't yeah. know, but it's, it's a tough spot for CEH owners. And you, again, I don't think you can start him right now. Yeah, um, I was about to say, it's almost impossible to start now, right? Yeah, I, I, you, he shouldn't be anywhere near. Like, I think I've got no. CEH down in... Oh, let's see where I've got him ranked this week. Um, I mean, he might only be higher purely on the amount of injuries that we have. <laughs> yeah, um, there's only so, this many running backs left in the league. Exactly that. So wherever his number is, it's slightly inflated. Uh, mm. 45. I have him yeah. in a Kyron Williams and Chuba Hubbard sandwich. <laughs> like a sandwich between those two players. Like the names are the names <laughs> of him. Yeah, it's, it's bad, right? James Cook, Alexander <laughs> Matheson, Cam Akers, Chase Evans. Yeah. Um, I have Jalen Warren ahead of him. I have Jeremy McKinnon ahead of him. I have Latavius Murray yeah. ahead of him. Uh, yeah. Wow. So that's, yeah. that's kind of where I've got him now. So, um, it's 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 tough sledding, and then I've got another guy here in in Tyler Algier, who, yeah. you know, he had a hundred yards rushing two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last week wasn't great, and, and you know, you got CPAP back. What does that yeah. mean? Uh, you know, there's that quandary of how much volume is is Algier going to get? We've talked about Jerry Judy already. And then I've got these wide receivers. I've got Duvernay, and then I've got. Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, how healthy is he? Duvernay's the wide receiver one on his team. It's Carolina. You'd expect him to open the taps a bit. So I've got yeah. a few questions here that I need some help with. Okay, let, let's let's go through it then. Let's see who we can who can start. I think I'd be to start with Still the quarterback. I, yeah, I'd be happy with Mariota starting there over over Brissett, I think. Are you are you thinking the same? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think I've got Mariota in, he's, he's picked up points yeah. for me this season. I think what I like about Mariota is a safe floor. I, I can rely on my studs like Eckler and JJ uh, yeah. and Lamb to get me the points and just basically I just can't afford to lose it with a Brissette who has the likelihood to only put up like six points this week. Yeah, absolutely. So who, who are the players there, Murph, that you're thinking, right, I need to replace them, get them out the, out the team? Well, so let's start with tight end, okay? So I don't have, yeah. unlike you, I don't actually have a tight end on the roster yeah. other than Jelani Woods. Um, so I'm not going to bring Jelani Woods no. into the conversation. So I have actually already put a waiver claim in, and if someone's watching this, they might snipe me, uh, for Foster Moreau. So Foster Moreau is oh, yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, so that's helpful. So I already have a, a claim out for Foster Moreau. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, if I look at other players that are out there, um, Mo Ali Cox, Johnny Smith, Hooper, the same Mates. kind of guys, right? Yeah, so pretty much the same sort of guy. So Foster Moreau sort of jumps out as the guy to own here, yeah. Um, and I have him at tight end 13 on the week, so oh, nice. So it's not a bad spot. And I'm a bit lower on consensus than him. I think the consensus is 11 on him. So, um, you know, I I feel like that that would solve the problem. And then if not, I'm going to need to scratch my head at who comes in after that. And to be honest, you're looking at probably Hooper. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, but, you know, against Green Bray on on Thursday Night Football, uh, I mean... If yeah. I can't claim Hooper because it's already Thursday, um, it's too so, late. Yeah, yeah, it's too late. So I can't even get Hooper. So it might be, it might be throwing out a a trade uh, offer for some like a Hayden Hurst or something, right? Just to get him on, like pay whatever you can for him. 
and get them on the team, right? Yeah, or look at Harrison Bryant or Jack or Jack Stroll mm. uh, and go that way. So yeah, let's we'll see what happens. I've got the the claim out for for Moreau, so we'll see. That seems to be like we'll the most obvious, through. yeah, the most obvious play. But then where I'm really stuck is uh, this quandary of the running backs in. I don't love having running backs in my flex unless they're studs. And especially yeah. when you've got guys like Jamal Williams and Gus Edwards, who are both questionable um, yeah. as well. So that's never great. Um, both in game scripts that, well, Gus Edwards' game script looks a bit better than Jamal Williams's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has the potential to potentially be that lead back. So it's really those two, Jamal Williams, Gus Edwards. And then do I bring them do I bring Duvernay or Burks in or do I take one out and put a right receiver in and maybe look to mitigate my risk? Uh, it's half point PPR. Yeah. Half point PPR. Okay. Half um, point PPR. I suppose, well, Williams and Williams and Edwards aren't getting too much receiving work. So that's kind of, yeah, not really running in their favor. They're, I mean, Williams for me, Williams is scoring a touchdown like, Nearly every every game, right? So he got ten rushing touchdowns and played ten games. Yeah, like has he scored a touchdown like on average every game? So I think he he would be someone I would trust over Edwards. I think because they just seem to use him at the goal line. Got um, nine, nine touchdowns, nine. and nine and nine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that's pretty solid. If you're playing a running back, you're, you're probably going to want a touchdown out of him. Jamal Williams seems to be the safer bet. Although I don't know who the Lions playing this week. Uh, they got the Giants. Okay, okay, and then the... so, which strength of schedule wise, yeah, is is not uh, is is a pretty good matchup for yeah. for running backs. Uh, the Giants are one of the worst teams um, oh, in terms of against uh, fantasy points conceded. But then mm-hmm. the, I mean the Lions are worse. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, they, they, it's a good matchup for for Williams. But we know with Swift. It's a 50-50 yeah. workload. So it's be interesting to see. It's a tough it's a tough call. I think if it was PPR, this would make this conversation probably a little bit tougher. And then there's Gus mm. Edwards, who hasn't been healthy for most of the season. Yeah. Um, and the Ravens. Who are the Ravens up against again? So they got they got Carolina at home. Okay. Yeah. So that's a pretty good matchup as well. Um the only so the Weirdly enough, it's usually the running backs are the riskier player, but here I think oddly your your receivers are kind of a riskier player than your running backs. Traylon, I feel like Traylon Burks is heating up slightly. Like I'm hearing his name kind of a bit more when I'm watching watching Reds when I'm watching whatever. You're like sort of hearing the name Traylon Burks a bit more last week, certainly. Anyway, oh, he's been injured, has he? So that'll be why. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would fully trust him to start a game yet, though. No, and he's he's got Green Bay, so it's not yeah. even like that's a an attractive matchup. I mean, like Green Bay aren't giving up a lot of points. Um, they're mm. not giving up. T- I mean, you know, the first thing that's noticeable is zero touchdowns for Traylon Burks uh, in the yeah. NFL so far. Wow. Granted, it's five games. It's a small sample. Yeah. The second part mm. is he's never had more than six targets in a game. He's never had four, more than four receptions in the, in a game. He's broken fifty yards once. So in a half-point PPR league, you're looking at him thinking he's what? A stat line for him would be something like three for 30, three for 40. 
which yeah. in a half point PPR, you're looking at, okay, if he's three for 40, let's say that's like as good as it gets. Um, mm. That's five and a half points. Yeah, it's nothing. So it's a hard one. Whether it's like Jamal Williams could have one carry for one yard, but score, which he won't do. But I think, mm-hmm. again, I think you made the point on Williams of, well, Williams is going to carry the ball at the goal line. So he's more likely yeah. to get you that six, which will, will help see you over the top. So, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm definitely out on Burks, especially if it yeah. being Thursday night football. I don't want to try and have to try and make up those points on Sunday. No. So, but the interesting one here is, is Duvernay. So He's Duvernay quite, has quietly been good, right? Quietly good. I mean, his last mm. game before the bye was was not great. One reception for five yards. But you know, he's he's been pretty consistently again, similar to Burks, he's been pretty consistent with these sort of 50, 40 point games, but slightly over those. Um the one thing that I, I that I'm struggling with is is that since um Bateman's been injured, his yards per target have pretty much fallen down uh, yeah. quite significantly. So he's playing in a bit of a deeper role, uh, deeper role. Um, and I think he needs somebody out there who, and Demarcus Robinson, isn't it? Who's going to help no. him get open. And I think part of Duvernay, he, I mean, he'll have better games, but mm. we're looking here four games in a row without 50 yards. We're yeah. looking again, very similar sort of stat line for Duvernay as we were for Burks. He might see maybe one more catch, but if it's like a four for 50, he's still only looking at seven points. Do we think Duvernay's seven-ish points is likely to be better than what Gus Edwards could potentially do? And the decision might be taken out of my hands if 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 Gus Edwards can't go. Yeah. But he was practicing. So he has been practicing for two days in a row now. Hmm. It looks like he could go. So it's a tough one because he's barely played all season, Gus Edwards. Yeah. I think I'm still... I think I would still lean towards Williams and Edwards, to be honest, I think. I mean, I just... I think they maybe have a... Not a safer floor, but I think there's... They almost have the same floor, but Edwards and Williams have got a much higher ceiling, right? Yeah. I I, I think I, I... yeah, that's where I'm tending to go as well. We could look at the wire, and I haven't actually checked the wire oh, yeah. for this position. So, yeah, other than Moreau, I'm not dropping down to, to Marcus Robinson. <laughs> Cage, oh god, this is really bad. I didn't realize how bad this wire was. Sammy Watkins, what... wow, I mean, <laughs> that's what we were saying up. at the start, right? Yeah, yeah, so you can't nice. pick up Sammy. Sammy Watkins will get injured if you pick him up, so we can't touch him, right? It's... Wow, and he's playing tonight, as is Randall Cobb. So, yeah. uh, Richie James, James Prochet. Uh, ah, Nick Westbrook King, my fellow. He's out there. Oh, wow. I mean, that is, can, can he do it again, Murph? That is the big question, right? Do you know what? We're going to add him just because yes. I can't imagine I have someone on my bench who's better. Uh, I don't need two DSTs this time of year. The charges aren't good anyway. Yeah, that's true. And I've got loads of fab. So let's drop two dollars on Nick Westbrook King. Now I do that as well. You know, that's my most common bid because so many people offer one dollar. I always go yeah. two just to get. Especially that if extra. I've got the dollars. Yeah, you may as well spend them, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm totally right. with you. Like, so, I don't think I'm going to burn. I don't think I'm going to burn those. So 
yeah. My guy, Nick Westbrook, Akeem, didn't even know he was out there. So there we go. We wow. talked about it. I feel like it's fitting. Yeah. I think so. So let's, um, I think that's the team locked up then, Murph. Is it? Do you want to run us through it again one more time then? Yeah. So Marcus Mariota at QB. Um, yeah. Go Oregon. Um, we've got Austin Eckler and the man himself, uh, Wave Wire God, Dante Foreman. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Davis potentially in the snow. Uh, wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson. Uh, the tight end situation will hopefully resolve itself, but at the moment it's Mike Gizicki, but we're hoping for Foster Moreau. Uh, yeah. Jamal Williams, Gus Edwards, CD Lamb, Nick Falk, and the Dallas Cowboys DST. Absolutely brilliant. So we're we're hoping for uh, a win for your team there, Murph, and, and hopefully a win for from my team as well, but you're looking looking it's pretty fast. good there. Hopefully you'll you'll get there in the end. And, and well, I've got I've got to face Henry Sanders, Adams, Ooh. Kittle, Harris, our guy Ben Skoronic. <laughs> oh, you're doomed! Oh, right. doomed. Ben Skoronic is going to catch me. Yeah, you need to get Westbrook and Keaton on that team to counter Ben Skoronic, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. That's going to happen now. <laughs> but um, Murph, Murph, that's that's the end of the show. Um, I just wanted to say thanks, thanks again for for coming back on the hot seat. It's a pleasure to have you back on. Um, do you just want to remind everyone where where they can find you online before you head off? Yeah, sure. So you can catch me online uh, at Murph underscore NFL. Um, you can listen to the pod Five Yard Rush. Uh, I'm on there Mondays. Um, waiver wires drop Monday, Tuesday, and then um, Thursday for. Uh, Thursday, Friday be Friday. So tomorrow I'll be dropping the matchups pod where I go through every fantasy relevant player. So yep. if you want to know everything you want to know about Ben Skoronic, uh, I'll be talking about him tomorrow uh, and all other great uh, NFL players of his caliber. Um, so we'll be going through all those tomorrow about making sure where we are with the rankings. Uh, I talk through my rankings exclusively. You can find my rankings, by the way, and I talk through some of the numbers on here. Uh, at 5 there's a tab at the top that says Murph's rankings. I've got a regular rest, I've got a rest of season's rankings. I've got a weekly rankings. Whenever I make an edit, it automatically goes live. So um, I make some edits on Sunday all the way up to the games. So uh, just tune in there. There's so much better than the start sit questions because you can change the scoring as well. Yeah. So um rather than sending me a would i start this player over this player the rankings will tend to answer about 95 percent of those questions amazing yeah absolutely amazing so guys make sure you're you're checking out all of the all of the amazing stuff Murph, and, and all the guys over at the the five round rush team do actually brilliant brilliant show brilliant team so Murph, thank you so much and and thanks everyone again for for listening hopefully you enjoy the show and Good luck in your weekly matchups this week. And remember, keep yourselves and your teams lit. And we'll see you next time.